0: Welcome back to This Is Baseball. We've we've made it. World Series is here. And it is the matchup that I'm sure we all expected when the 2023 season began. The American League champion Texas Rangers taking on the National League champion Arizona Diamondbacks. Now at the beginning of the season, there was a path. To the postseason and a path to success for the Texas Rangers, they had obviously built up their roster, spent a spent a ton of money, brought in Corey Seager, Marcus Simeon, signed Jacob Degrom, Anthony Ivaldi, and you could you could kind of see that the Rangers could probably give. The Houston Astros a run for their money in the American League West. Houston was coming off of, or was dealing with some injuries early in the season, and the Rangers took full advantage of that. Rangers had DeGrom and lost him in May. Didn't really let them, let that slow them down. kind of held on to the division for most of the season. Texas played pretty poorly late August and September kind of opened the door for both Seattle and Houston to get back into it and Texas ultimately ended up being a wild card team. They ended with the same record as Houston, both ninety win teams. The division came down to the last day of the season. Texas had to. Had to play in the wild card series and spend a lot of time on the road, Uh, but that didn't end up mattering for, for Texas because they were the definition of road warriors in the postseason. They were undefeated on the road in the playoffs and they did what really nobody has seemed to be able to do in the American League and that is take down the Houston Astros I the Houston Astros have obviously been on a dominant run. Four four World Series appearances since 2017. Two World Series championships in that time frame. Seven straight ALCS appearances. So yes, a dominant run. And we had the battle of Texas with the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros and Texas, again, as we've already said, came out on top. Let's go over to the National League and talk about the 84-win Wild Card, Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona, uh, the worst record in the postseason. But that's a thing in baseball that doesn't really matter. You could have the best record. You could have the worst record. I still feel like you have a pretty good chance, regardless of where you are in the standings of going on a run in October, because baseball is all about getting hot. And that's what Arizona did. They they got in to the postseason in the final weekend, and they took advantage of things. They went into Los Angeles, swept the Dodgers in the division series. The Dodgers... Weren't able to do anything. They couldn't pitch. They couldn't hit. Arizona met the Philadelphia Phillies. The Phillies are a team that was also a wild card team. And Philadelphia was a team that I always thought was better than what their record said they were. They had to play the Braves again in the division series. They took care of business in four games. I really thought Philly was going to beat Arizona, Um, but they weren't able to get it done at home in game six and seven. And the Diamondbacks took advantage of their woes, kind of silenced their offense, the Phillies offense in game six and seven. And now they're in the world series for the first time since 2001 when they won it all. And, They have a good, fun, young team. So, super excited for this World Series. It's going to be different. Obviously, the Texas Rangers haven't been to the World Series since 2011. So, teams that... It's been a while. There's been a lot of talk about the ratings. Oh, nobody's going to care about these teams. The ratings are going to be bad. That might be. But... I think we should enjoy the fact that it's not going to be same old same old. We have we have new teams and we're going to have a new champion this this at the end of this season. So, a lot to be excited about. I like I like both teams, but I'm leaning towards the Texas Rangers here because I just think that they have more talent on the roster from a lineup and a pitching perspective. And I think that they're going to take care of Arizona. I don't know how many games it's going to be. I hope it goes seven. I always hope for, I always hope we get the most out of each series. So I hope this, this series goes seven games. I don't really have a dog in the race, you know, at the beginning of the season and kind of all throughout the season, even into the post season, I had had, Houston and Atlanta, being my World Series matchup, I thought that Atlanta was the best team on paper heading into the season, and they definitely lived up to that, but again, weren't able to get out of the Division Series for the second year in a row. And Houston, you know, you can't can't win at all. You can't win every year, and that's... That's basically what happened with them. You know, seven straight ALCS appearances. I already said that. Uh, And they were trying to get to their third world's third straight world series. Getting to two straight is hard enough. Getting to three. That is that's a tall order. It hasn't been done since the Yankees did it back in the 90s. But yeah, World Series game one in Texas is tonight, Friday night. Some stats came out the other day about pitch clock violations during the postseason, and there have only been seven pitch clock violations throughout the entire postseason, and there have been 36 games. And so I did some math, some guesstimating, really. I did, let's say that each team throws 100 pitches, so there's 200 pitches in each game. Uh, it's probably, you know, a little higher, maybe a little less, but just for the sake of easy math, 200 pitches in each game, 7,200 pitches total. So really one in 7,000 or one in 1,000 pitches. Um You have a pitch clock violation. So it's a pretty good ratio. And that just means that teams are being really disciplined and smart and paying attention to what they're doing. I saw, Arizona's catcher Moreno multiple times save a pitch clock violation so the pitchers are doing a good job but the catchers are also playing a huge role in making sure that we're avoiding those violations so again it was a little bit of a story coming into the postseason that these new rules are going to negatively impact The the playoffs, but so far it's been really good. So I am from Kansas City. And Kansas City Royals have been open and they've been talking about putting a new stadium downtown or putting a new stadium in North Kansas City. We haven't really heard much about the stadium situation since really like July and some some stuff came out this week that the cost of the new stadium could be three or four times what the Kansas City Royals are saying it would be so from Jackson County they're thinking that this could cost The stadium could cost more like four to six billion dollars, which makes absolutely no sense because you can look around at stadium deals and there's not a lot of stadium deals that have cost that much money. I think SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles cost five billion to do. I don't think it's going to cost the same amount to build a new Royal stadium plus all the stuff around. So this feels like a load of nonsense to me. And it's frustrating that we still are kind of nowhere with this whole stadium deal in Kansas city. It's honestly starting to feel like Jackson County is going to lose the Royals altogether. And maybe John Sherman and his team will just opt for that spot in Clay County up in North Kansas city because kind of sounds like Jackson County is messing around and not really willing to play ball. Um, Feels like they're operating in bad faith. I don't know if it's the Royals are or the County, but something just isn't right here and it's starting to feel like that North Kansas city spot is more and more likely. And I will come back with more information on the stadium situation in Kansas city. When I have it again, I was honestly hoping to be able to bring some information to you guys like over a month ago, but that just didn't didn't end up happening. I think there might just be some some stalling going on. Again, I don't really know. We'll get back to that later. I will say the problem with the downtown stadium or the new stadium in general is that the general public feels like Kauffman Stadium is perfectly fine and that the Royals don't need a new stadium and I understand that feeling. I love Kauffman Stadium as much as anybody else but I also just feel like this new stadium could be a really great opportunity for the Royals, and Kansas City in general. The public's mindset is also, why should we pay for a stadium if you're going to just field a bad team? Why, Like, your product stinks. What's in it for us, basically? Which is a fair mindset to have. I don't know if the product on the field directly correlates with the stadium, But we'll see what happens. It's it's not going to be a smooth ride for the next few months. Um, We'll see kind of what else comes out and when this really gets to a point where it can even be on a a ballot for the voters to say yes or no to. And jumping back into the postseason, overall... Overall, I would say that this was a very successful postseason. I know that there was a lot of controversy regarding the format and the one and two seeds in each league are at a disadvantage. And Rob Manfred, commissioner, commented on it and said, hey, just be patient. It's only the second year of this. Let's just wait and see. And I'm kind of with him there. There's not really enough data yet to say whether or not this format works, but him saying be patient tells me a couple things. One he understands where we're coming where well not me. I I'm fine with the format, but where fans are coming from with their complaints but also but also saying hey We don't know. We don't really have enough data. So, yeah, it's staggering that these guys are in a disadvantage. But it also tells me that they are open to changing it if we get to the next CBA and need to make a change. I don't know what that change would be. But because I think we're not just going to drop back down to five playoff teams or four playoff teams. I think maybe you could do a thing where the best records in each league, the two best records in each league get to pick what they do. Hey, they get to pick like, yeah, we'll play in the wild card series. And it's a risk because you could lose in that wild card series. But there's also the idea that baseball is, A game of routine and momentum. So maybe they play in that wild card series and they get rolling, and they're the ones that go on a deep run. Or they say, you know what, we feel really good about our team, and we're talented enough to win baseball games, even with a week layoff. Which should be every team's mindset. If you if a if a week layoff is the reason that you can't win baseball games, maybe your team's not as good as you thought they were. That's just where I'm at. But again, let's be patient. Kind of see where that goes, because I think more teams being in the playoffs is better for the sport, better for fans in general, just keeps everybody involved. But yeah, overall, a great postseason so far, and a really fun, really fun World Series matchup that we should just embrace. That's all I have for this week of This Is Baseball. If you're interested in football, I have a football podcast with another person, Tyler Mallon, that we do each week. Episodes come out every Wednesday. We do a recap of the previous week, talk about big news, have a good time. Got a couple of big episodes coming up because the trade deadline for NFL is right around the corner. So if you're interested... Give us a listen. We are the Football Kingdom podcast. Follow us on social media at Pod Kingdom. On top of that, if you're a fan of reality TV, you like the show Survivor, we have a we have another podcast called The Merge Feast, where we just recap the previous episode of Survivor. And those that comes out every Friday. We just go in there, have a conversation about the episode, have a good time. Again, that's called The Merge Feast. Follow us on social media there, at Merge Feast Pod. You'll find us there. And I will see you guys after the World Series. We'll kind of recap everything that we saw during the World Series. And kind of just kind of go over the season as a whole. I've got a lot of fun stuff planned for the offseason. We're going to do some things that are probably a little bit different than what we've been doing because we're going to have nothing but time. So, we're going to have a lot of time to have fun. We're going to look into some history of the game, maybe take a look at some old teams that had some success the 1985 Royals. I'm going to look at the Reds, this 1970s, um, the 1994 strike, the 1998 home run chase. So, just a few of the ideas that we have teed up for the off season. So again, be, be kind of looking for that. Those are some projects that we're we're going to be working on, among many other things. So again, thank you for listening. I'm Brandon. I'll see you after the World Series.